It may be the weekend, but there are no days off for the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to the Saturday Show with Adrian Leiser and Jake Hatch. Can't wait! Can't 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 wait! It's all weekend, baby. On 97.5, 1280, the Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Welcome in. It is the Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Networks, 975-1280 The Zone. I'm Adrian Leiser, and I'm here with my good buddy, Jake Hatch, and we are live and alive at our home, away from home, here mm-hmm. at Stockton 12 Honda, 10860 South Automall Drive. It is our home, Jake, and we love coming down here. It's a happy Honda Days sales event, clearance yep. pricing all over the place. We'll tell you about what deals they've got, but we always love coming down here. Uh, we've got goodies to give away, shirts, hats, beanies, desk ornament, paperweights with the Jazz logo. Everything we, you we've can We've got want. everything. Yes. So come on by, check it out. Love being down here. They do a great job. They, yeah, we just love being here. It's fun to come out and hang out. You're getting your car worked on right now. You're so smart. You wait until we come down to remotes. <laughs> And uh, you get your your cars worked well, on. Well, I was going to bring it down earlier this week, and then I was told we were going to be on remote here. So I'm like, well, yeah, if I'm going to be here, I'll just bring yeah. it in then. Yeah. Uh, they're doing a great job taking care of it right now. So excited to be here. Excited to talk some BYU sports. Uh, BYU football about to wrap things up with a blowout win. Well, of course, we got Utah State and Utah playing later tonight as well. And the Jazz play tonight. It's an mm-hmm. exciting weekend. Uh, the Jazz get the win last night. We'll talk about that in a minute. A, uh, uh, an experience that those of us at the arena – yeah, went through is it, it was really interesting, uh, but uh, everything's okay, uh, at least uh, in the arena side. There was it was it was weird because, I mean, if if you've been living under a rock, there was a uh, suspicious suspicious um, package. package. Yep. It turned out to be I think it was a toolbox from what I saw, but um, all of a sudden it was you know everyone was being cleared out of the arena, and I it was weird, Jake, because it started with you know because usually. I'll, like, go grab a drink when the game ends real yeah. quick. I got, like, two minutes. I'll run to the drinking fountain. Uh-huh. Anyway, they and uh, they are always clearing people out. And I'm usually like, oh, no, I work here. I work at the radio station. But it was just weird because um, uh, one of my uh, one of the NBA broadcast assistants came in and said, hey, they're evacuating the building. I was like, well, we're not. We don't have to leave. We're, yeah. we're working still. And then I get our guy in the locker room. It's like, hey, uh, they're evacuating the building. We're not going to have any player sound. I was like, what's going on? So I stick my head out. I talked to a security guard. He said, "Hey, there's everyone's got to go. It's a, there's you guys got to go. There's yeah. a suspicious package." And then um, I get in Jake Scott's ear and Tim Lacombe's ear, and I say, "Hey, we got to wrap things up. Um, we got to <laughs> leave the building." So there wasn't. A, yeah. we played Quinn Snyder, but there wasn't a post game show. Yeah, uh, apparently some players hadn't showered. They left in their uniforms. Some of them, and uh, uh, I gotta give big uh, big props to. Uh, the arena staff, they got everyone out of there. It was very smooth. There wasn't a panic or anything. Correct, yeah. Uh, they got everybody out of there. Uh, shout out, uh, Andy Larson at the Trib, he did a great job reporting on the whole thing. I was yes. just retweeting him the whole night. And uh, But it was very, it was an interesting experience, Jake. And it, it turned out to be, uh, from what I understand, not, nothing. But um, when you hear uh, the bomb dog gets a positive hit on something, yeah, that's never. All of a sudden, you start thinking, "Whoa, this is real." Hold on, yeah, what's and, going on? Uh, yeah. And then the complex down the street, a couple blocks away, was having their own. There was a shooting over there, so it just everything happened at once. Yeah, and it was uh, a, it was an odd night. But shout out to the 
arena staff and security getting everybody out yeah, of there. Salt Lake City Police Department handled things very yeah. professionally. And for a situation as serious as it seemed at the time, they did take care of things in a very orderly fashion, yep. and that's a credit to them. Yeah, every, the police department, they you know they had everyone cleared out. And, you know, number one priority is is uh, people's safety, and I thought they yeah. did a good job. But it was it was very – it was weird because it was like, no, I have to save things. Yeah. But I, I left so much work just sitting there. So did like, you end up going back in once they no, cleared it? No, we left. Okay. Because so, yeah. there was like they were they were gonna they weren't gonna open the building for yeah. two to three hours. Yeah. If so, it makes you feel any better, Adrian, I I did save everything that I found on the computer. This that's morning. my guy, so Eric, back there saving all my work. Because Jake was like, "We gotta go." Yeah. Jake Scott and I was like, "I know, I'm just not done." <laughs> and I I finished like I I just left. You know, I didn't even get it. You know, so it, it was it was interesting though, and I, I'm glad everything turned out okay. But like I said, when you hear like the 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 bomb dog gets senses something, you're like, oh, oh yeah, well, this that, is real. That, but and that's it, the, I'm that's glad when it, gets, it turned out. That's when happen. it gets real serious. Yeah, it's when when you're like, yeah, we got a positive hit. It's like, oh, oh yeah, oh okay, yeah. But but I'm glad things got handled. The Jazz won. Uh, the situation over the complex, another bad deal all yeah. the way around. But you hope that. All things can be handled as well as that was handled yeah. last night, and it comes out it was a toolbox. But I'm glad that the, at least the police noticed it and didn't have anything serious yes. ultimately come out of it. Yeah, it was it, it was interesting, but everyone yeah. did a great job of getting everybody out of their safety safely. Yes. And um, you know, I'm it's the first time I've been involved in something like that. Okay, Jake, uh, I worked at a bank and got robbed once, but that was uh, hold on, what? That was a little different. Okay, but um, uh, this one had me a little more worried. If the bank, you just kind of yeah. go with it. But uh, uh, no, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> then they got caught. So that was as quick as that was. Okay. That was that story. But, um, but yes, the Jazz win last night. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, Utah, chance to make another statement win today against Arizona as things are really getting interesting all across college football. And uh, BYU, of course, Jake mentioned, underway with UMass and a, in a not interesting game. Yeah. As uh, most people believed it would be, Utah State's got a huge game tonight. The Jazz have a huge game tonight. We'll also let you hear from. Oh, BYU post game will be over on ninety seven five FM shortly. We, yeah. we will stick around here on the AM. So if you want to hear the breakdown of BYU UMass, get over to ninety seven five FM, and we will be Jake and I will continue here on the AM. Mm-hmm. Right now, it looks like the score is BYU fifty six, UMass twenty four. Yeah, uh, closer than it really is. It's a twenty-four to seven run in the second half for UMass against BYU's largely second, third, and fourth yeah. stringers. So they've, we'll, they've we'll kept get their starters in the game. We'll get into what Jake saw in that game, but let's start Jake today before that game goes final. Let's talk about what the Utah Jazz did last night as they hosted the Golden State Warriors. Well, let's put it this way. That is not a Golden State team that any of us are expecting. Totally. And uh, Eric has put together a little package for us, and then we'll get right into it. Flares into Bogdanovich, guarded by Pascal, drives with the right hand at College Stein, cross court, Royce O'Neal, left corner three, good! Royce O'Neal, two for two from three, and the Jazz have tied the Warriors to ten. Now Donovan, driving, knocked away by A.B., picked up by Gobert, swings back to Conley. Mike's got an early four points, baseline drive for Donovan, cut off by Colley Stein, step back jumper is good, 9-0 run by the Jazz, 14-10. 
Ali Stein slashing to the middle on a give, misses the lamp. Here comes O'Neal. Left side, Conley having a big first quarter. He'll rise on a off the bounce three on the transition and bury it. 14 to 2 run for the Jazz. Donovan, high pick and roll with Ingles. Players at the top to Joe. Joe drives, hangs in there, flips to Dante, rotates to Donovan. Shot clock goes off. Donovan tickles the climb and looks back at his childhood friend who closed out on him. And Donovan ball faked him, hit the three at the horn. Lob for Rudy, he'll catch with the right hand and throw it down. How about the hook lob pass? Boyan Bogdanovich has actually turned out to be the best lob passer on the roster. Maybe because he's 6'8". Pascal at the top, bounce pass right to Donovan. Donovan's got space, Donovan to the rim. Donovan just with a regular dunk. Pascal was too close to him to let him do anything special. There's some highlights from last night. 113-109 victory for the Utah Jazz. Uh, they led by two after the first quarter, Jake. 14, I believe, at the half. And then they extended the lead to 18 at one point. But the Warriors, they rally back in a way and uh, make this game close at the mm-hmm. end. Uh, led by Alec Burks, who had 20 points, the former, former Jazz man. Uh, Bowman had 17 for them. Glenn Robinson the third had 17. And Spellman, who hit four threes. Two in the fourth quarter, and the Jazz kind of, it seemed like they just kind of let off the gas against a team that they felt superior to, and uh, sometimes if you do that, and this is what uh, David Locke was talking about this last night, if you let other NBA players stick around, they might be able to make a game out of it, and uh, that's what happened last night, and the Jazz kind of, uh, I don't, it was not the finest of finishes for a team that should uh, put away a team like that, but at least you can say you got the victory. Yeah, exactly. You got the win, but down the stretch there, you kind of you sat there and you're like, hold on, how in the world did Golden State claw their way back into this yeah. game? But I, I remember seeing tweets as uh, so I believe it was they were up 17 when uh, Quinn Snyder put most of the starters back into the game. But then it just kind of you give credit to Golden State; yeah. they fought and fought and fought because this is a Golden State team that looks. Nothing like the Golden State Warriors we've known for the last half a decade plus. They oh, it's a G League team out there. So injured, yeah. but credit to them. They they fought, plain and simple. They fought to the bitter end. Yeah, ultimately at the end of the day, it goes down as a win for the Utah Jazz. But you would have liked to have seen the Jazz just kind of just close the door on these guys, not let it be a four point margin in the, right. in the end. And when you look back, you say, oh, they had so many good games yes. out of people. Yeah, exactly. And then, but the problem is you, you say, oh, well, they, they let this team come back into it. Mm-hmm. But when you say Donovan Mitchell at 30, Mike Conley at 27, Rudy Bear, Gobert seven blocks, 19 rebounds. Boyan Bogdanovich had 17 points, hit yeah. three threes. Uh, he went seven of 16 from the field, three assists, a steal. Like, you look at those stats and you say, man, that was a dominating win by the Jazz. But the defense, they let off the gas at the end uh, or let go of the rope. And they let a, you know, they let NBA guys who are working hard. I mean, Bowman, he's on a two-way right now. Yeah. That's a guy who eventually on two-way contracts, the team has to decide, does he stay with the yeah. the Warriors or does he go back to Santa Cruz? There's a limit of how many games they can play. With right. The, so the these are guys who are, and they are taking advantage of the time they are giving, especially guys like Alec Burks and these other players. So, like you said, they let a group of guys come back. At least they got the win, but it wasn't the prettiest of finishes. Yes, absolutely not. And so 
the Jazz tonight, there's gonna be there are be, there's a better team coming into town in the New Orleans Pelicans. It's unfortunate that Derek Favors won't be able to play in this game. It was good to see Alec Burks have a decent night last night. He's yeah. like the lone veteran. I felt like. Uh, playing for Golden State. I know the guys like Glenn Robinson the third and Willie Cauley Stein have got NBA experience, but it was good to see a guy like Alec Burks playing for the opposite team and have a good night pretty much. I think what seven of eighteen for twenty points. He led the Warriors in scoring in that game. But yes, you're right. The only negative coming out of this game is the Jazz had a very good offensive outing and just let the fourth quarter slip away on him. I believe that was what? The Warriors scored thirty seven points in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Jazz had uh, Golden State scoring under a point of pose- possession, which is kind of their benchmark for their elite defense by and large. The fourth quarter, it got away from them. You can't let team almost have a 40-point quarter and right. almost come back on you. That's not what you want to see. So the negatives are done. Yes, negatives are we'll, done. We'll talk about yes. We'll say We'll say they shouldn't have let that get that no, close. No, absolutely not. The Warriors came back. Mm-hmm. The Jazz held them off late. Uh, Mike Conley had a huge three kind of at the end to put yeah. things off. But let's talk about some of the positives, Jake, with how this season is going in the last little bit. Let's start with Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about some of the pieces. Well, you know, we can even start with Donovan Mitchell. A 30-point night, he just does that for you. Correct. Yeah, 12-24, to 24, so a better shooting night overall. Uh, combines with Mike Conley for 57 points. Conley 9-14 of 14 on the night, 4-5 of five from 3. It's nice to see his shooting coming around. There's been a lot of concern for, about him early yeah. on, but – it's it's coming along of late, and that's the positive. I know a lot of people are in the season. Why did we trade for this guy? Well, guess what? Games like last night where he puts up 27 points on 9-14 and 14 shooting, that's why you brought him in. Yep, and, uh, you know, Mike Conley, you know, like you said, Donovan Mitchell, 30, 12, 24. Yes. He's kind of a guy now who just gets you oh, 30 yeah. points, 25 on the regular, and uh, you almost don't even notice it. And yeah. then all of a sudden he's scoring these huge outputs. Mike Conley – uh, if you didn't listen to the Quinn Snyder coaches show before the game, um, David Locke asked him about Mike Conley, and Quinn was saying that uh, he's fine. There's nothing to worry about with this guy. He also made an interesting comment where he said, people were worried about Bojan shooting in the preseason. Haven't heard about that. They were worried about our defense in the preseason. Haven't heard about that in a while. Uh-huh. And there's no reason to worry about Mike Conley. He's had a stellar last few games. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really fitting in. I think, and I don't, I don't know this, but it seems like he kind of needed that return to Memphis a little bit. Well, he got that to, out of the and way. And got yeah. that out of the way. And he said after the game, you know, I need to move on. This is my new home. This is what I need to focus on. And uh, he really has focused heavily the last few games. I don't think he has a turnover in two straight games. Mm-hmm. Um, he's scoring 16 points a game lately. So Mike Conley really starting to fit it into this offense. Yeah, absolutely. The, the one thing tonight, uh, officially the injury report is out from the Utah Jazz, and Rudy Gobert is questionable with a left ankle sprain. And I – Yeah, last night he did go – I noticed – I think I noticed the play that it happened on. Yeah. He kind of ended up on the ground. He sat there for a minute. It maybe it almost looked like he was cramping a little bit, but yeah. apparently it was his ankle. So he kind of reached out and grabbed it. He's questionable tonight, but I really liked what I saw from him last night. I, 19 rebounds, not the biggest offensive outing in terms of points for Rudy, but he just continues to get it done. That's he's got 20 yeah. blocks in the last five games. Too. Seven blocks last night alone. I think it's a season high, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Seven blocks. I think it, it might tie his career t- high, but okay. uh, he's got, or at least last year's seven was also as high. Gotcha. Okay. He uh, he's been a monster. 20 blocks in the last five games in the last five games jake he's averaging 15 and a half points four blocks 16 rebounds 74 percent shooting percentage that's that's not and bad taking at all. almost five free throws a game 
And that's the thing is free throw shooting has come a long way. He, he's been clutch when teams decide to do that. Oh, sorry. His free throw percentage is 74. Uh, okay. He's shooting 67% from the field, still, which is still great. Regardless, yeah. yeah. If, you're, if, he's, if he's at 75% free throw shooting, that's a massive jump over his career percentage. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see that. And he's also starting to show some footwork and whatnot. Rudy is a guy who's not satisfied resting on his laurels. It's no. just not him as an individual. He's won back-to-back Defensive Player of the Year awards. He wants to make it three in a row, four in a row, five in a row. But he also wants to become a legit offensive threat. And we're starting to see some footwork, some moves from him in the post in some of these games. I'm like, okay, he has worked on this offense. Yeah, and you know he hasn't they haven't necessarily had to have him no. expand his like range of mm-hmm. where he's shooting the ball, but he's so effective at what he's been doing. And, of course, defensively, it seems like he's already wrapped up another defensive player of the year. He's, he's, on, been he's on track, yeah. The team is near the top of the NBA in defensive rating. The offense is kind of what's been struggling lately, but mm-hmm. um, Rudy Gobert has been as dominant as I, I think we expected him to be coming into the year. Yeah, absolutely. It was a good win overall. You take the win, you move on now. You're welcoming in the New Orleans Pelicans tonight. It's that kind of that rare back-to-back home weekend. It's, we don't mm-hmm. see this very often from the Jazz, but they're all headed out on the road next week for Eastern Conference road swing, so we'll pay attention to that. But this is a big opportunity for the Jazz here to really start putting together, I think, a few, a few wins in a row here as they get ready to go out back east and play games out there because we know Eastern Conference road trips, they just grind on you, plain and simple. Yep. So win these games. These are win- both winnable games. They won the game last night. You win the game tonight, and you're off and rolling, and that's what you like to see from the Jazz. That would make them 11-5 and five, headed out on their first major road trip of the game. But how stunning, just conversely, how stunning is it to see the Golden State Warriors with a 3-14 and 14 overall record? Yeah, the – Kevin Durant leaving yeah. aside – when you lose Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and D'Angelo Russell mm-hmm. within the first 15 games of a season, that's that does not bode well for yeah. you. And so, if you're the Warriors, I mean, if any team is if any team has built up a pass, it might be them. Yeah. And it's it's interesting to me and funny to me even that people are like making fun of the Warriors and Warriors fans and blah 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 on Twitter. <laughs> well, they went to the finals how many straight years in a row? They won so many titles. I know no one feels bad for them. Yeah. Because they've had such success. Mm-hmm. But it's funny to me to see people just ragging on them so badly and it's like at this point just sit those guys, give them a season rest. <laughs> we talk like when we talk about LeBron James, we talk about how he's played more playoff yeah. games than regu- like he has as many playoff games as a full regular season. Correct, yeah. He went to so many finals in a row. Mm-hmm. Like if he took a year off, which he kind of did last year, yeah. and now he's playing it at a high level, you kind of give these guys a pass, I think. And the Warriors, they have a chance now to and I know nobody cares to give the Warriors credit, but they have a chance now to sit these guys, get them healthy. They can move D'Angelo Russell, which they're probably going to do because they're capped out almost completely. Mm-hmm. So they can trade him for maybe some draft picks. Plus, you're looking at a lottery pick, top, top, top lottery pick right now for the Warriors. Yeah. And they may come back just as strong the next year. And, yeah, it, it's a one-year lull, it looks like, for the Warriors here. And I get why people are making fun of them at the same time, though. Because in America, we have a weird conundrum where we want people to win. We want teams to win but not for too much or too long. Yeah, it seems like we success is the ultimate dream, but then when somebody finds it, everyone just tries to and drag has, them down. And yeah. has and they have an extended run with yeah. that success. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it absolutely. It just it makes people I, people just have to they they have to chafe and they have to freak out over. I'm like, guys, 
enjoy greatness. Yes, that's what I would say. But I also understand that there are people, yeah, once a team finally comes down and their fans who have been maybe a little over the top about celebrating another fan's faces, you know, it's understandable that they're gonna, when they're down, they're going to kick them, plain and simple. Yeah, it's just going to happen. And uh, that's where the Warriors are right now. Yeah, they are. If you're if you're starting Alec Burks, Eric Pascal, Willie Colley Stein, mm-hmm. uh, things are not going well for you. But they're going to get a good draft pick, and they're going to be just fine. It seems yep. to me. Yeah, and absolutely. maybe Draymond Green isn't the player he will be, and Clay, who knows, coming off that big injury, and Steph Curry, and but I, I think the Warriors are going to be back. I thought they might be okay this year, and then everything went to crap when they lost all their players. Yeah, it was kind of stunning that. How it went down, how they fell apart so quickly, but it is just a one-year lull. Yep. It feels like because yeah, they are probably going to get a lottery pick, and then they are going to have Steph come back, who's expected to come back this season. He said, "I'm not sitting out the whole year. He wants to come back." Yeah. We'll see how that shakes out when he ultimately does return to the lineup. They're saying three months at minimum. They just have, and you know, opening that new arena, moving from Oakland into yeah. San Francisco, the Chase Center, the Chase yeah. Center, and it's just kind of a weird. You know, if you're the Warriors, that's the last thing you wanted was everyone to get hurt right when you move into a brand-new building. <laughs> yeah, Joe Lacobe over there, the, the owner of the Warriors, obviously, yeah, he's going to be thinking like, They've been printing money on. for years, What's but still, going on? That's, yeah. that's not great. You've been printing money, and you built this big, palatial new arena for your team, and then the moment you move in, your team, yeah, essentially is a bunch of glorified G-leaguers playing, and that's that's tough, but it's a one-year lull. Yep. That's why I like for the Warriors, the Jazz are going to take advantage just like every other team. The Lakers are off to a flying start. The L.A. Clippers look very much like the team we expected them to be. I think that the the playoffs this year in the West should be an interesting setup. And obviously, I'm not. I don't. We don't need to talk about playoffs at this point because we're still early on in the season. But it currently looks like there are going to be four, five, six teams in the Western Conference with legit aspirations of making a run to the finals. Well, I mean, we can look at the West. L.A., like you said, 13-2 and two on the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis looks every bit yeah. the part of what some people either feared <laughs> or thought they might become. It was really easy to say LeBron's washed up and Anthony Davis <laughs> has, you know, hasn't proven anything in New Orleans. But... LeBron is proving that he can acquiesce to a, another star while also running and leading a team. Yes. Because he's been incredible this season. Yeah. And he's a guy, like you talk about, we love winning, but we want them to – sometimes it seems like we want people to fail eventually. Yes. He's a guy who continues to make it. He's probably should have been the MVP seven, eight times in his career, but we never give it to the same guy over and over again. Correct. But it probably should have been him. And with Anthony Davis, they're playing fabulous basketball down there in LA then Denver 11 and 3 are you surprised by their start at all not not really they're they're a steady team Mike Malone had his outburst early on the season about their guys not playing defense and they've really dug in on that side of the ball it feels like and they've obviously had plenty of offense for some time now I'm not surprised that they're off to a good start 11 and 3 maybe a little better than I think the record but then again on the other side you're thinking this is the team that uh led the west and wins last year correct and they rolled everybody back. And yeah. for them, mm-hmm. we've seen teams roll te- roll whole teams back just to see what would happen yeah. and hope it worked out better. Uh, we've seen that even here. It just didn't work out when they try to roll back the yes. same teams. Yeah. But for Denver, they have enough pieces to be able to roll back. Michael Porter uh, gets added back into things. Yep. They add Jeremy, Jeremy Grant, Grant yep. and they look pretty good. Uh, Houston Rockets, so far it's working with Russ and 
James Harden. Well, I think James Harden, we all felt like his offense would be knocked down a, a notch. Nope. Because, nope. It's actually <laughs> playing at a, at a net, nearly 40 points a game. Yeah, another level. He yeah. stepped up another level with Russell Westbrook in the lineup, which is stunning. But People may hate James Harden, but you're looking at maybe the best offensive player to ever play basketball. It's pretty impressive. So the Jazz currently sitting yep. in sixth, tied with the Dallas Mavericks, who, by the way, Luka Doncic. Might be the MVP. That kid's yep. the truth. He is. he is awesome. I love watching that kid play. First uh, player since AI to uh, outscore, rebound, and assist a team. <laughs> a full other team. Yeah. It was against the Warriors yes. that the Jazz saw last night. Yep. Uh, Timberwolves, I don't expect them. They're in seventh right now. Don't really expect them to hang around and make the playoffs. But uh, they just, they're I don't feisty. Know they're feisty. And the Suns, maybe the surprise team of the year so far. Yeah. And uh, also surprising, the Trailblazers, how they how – Badly, they miss Yusuf Nurkic. <laughs> and uh, the Kings, who started, I want to say, 0-4. Yeah, they, and they've clawed back They've clawed back to a 6-8 and eight record. They were a team I kind of had pegged it, making that late playoff push. Um, for that, or for, not late playoff push, but for that last 7-8 yeah. seed. And when the season started, I was like, ooh, boy, things aren't looking good for them. But they've kind of turned things around. So and the then, West is crazy. And then, but then the stunning thing at the bottom of the Western standings right now, Portland, San Antonio, Golden State. Yeah. Three playoff teams from a year ago are sitting at the bottom of the standings as it go as it's going right now. San Antonio's off to their worst start since Pop's first year, and he wasn't even the head coach for his full first year. They got off mm-hmm. to a bad start that year, fired the coach. Greg Bahopovich took over. Portland, they just signed Carmelo Anthony because they're so injured and and, and they can't do anything. They're on yeah. a non-guaranteed deal. We'll see if Melo is last there for any length of time because he hasn't so far. And then Golden State, like we talked about in the open, Adrian, this is a team that is just a shell of what they used to be. So. Yeah, and uh, and that's why you got to let the games play out. Yes, but uh, it's it's been, I'm most I think most surprised at Portland. Yeah. So yeah. far, they've had all kinds of injuries in Portland, and that's why they went and signed Melo because they're. Um, okay, and a lot of people don't realize this. Portland is right up there with Golden State Warriors in terms of almost being capped out. They have yeah. no leverage or ability to make moves because they have so many guys on so many bloated contracts. It's absolutely hampering them. Yep, and it, and it hurts when your your best bigs go out. Also, and Collins and yes. Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah. So we're we're uh, we're gonna get back into the NBA later. There's been um, some news today about some potential Schedule talk. major changes in yeah. what. The NBA may be bringing, including schedule changes, mm-hmm. including a midseason tournament, including how the playoffs will be seeded. Could be very fascinating. Um, we'll get into that. BYU in action. They wrapped up uh, or they're wrapping up against UMass. So we're going to get Jake's thoughts on that as he covers the Cougars. It's officially, officially final, finally. So we'll talk about What's it. What's the score on that 56 one? 56-24 to 24 final. Um, Utah's got uh, Arizona today. We'll get into that. The college mm-hmm. football playoff. We're going to get into that. We have no time for anything, Jake. We're also going to let you hear from Joe Ingles and uh, Greg Hansen, who uh, always has a lot of things to say Correct. about the Arizona Wildcats. So we'll get into that coming up around the corner. We are here at Stockton 12 Honda, 10860 South Automall Drive in Sandy. Jake, super easy to find. You get off that 106 South exit, you head east, yep. you take a right on Automall Drive, you drive around a little slight curve, and uh, there's the blue Honda building. Uh, they've mm-hmm. got their parts and service department up and running. Jake's got his car in there. They're working on it. Yep. That's uh, a pilot, right? My wife's car. Yep. Yeah, my Your wife's on a pilot. Yep. Uh, this month, you can receive a $10 Target gift card just for bringing your car in for an appraisal. No purchase required. Um, they'll buy your car and give you $500 more towards your trade-in. Also, if you're looking to get into a 2019 Honda, $5 a day for the Civic, $6 a day for the Accord, 
$7 a day for the CRV. And uh, you can get that two Hondas for $12 a day deal. Uh, we met someone last time we were down here who yep. did that deal, and they were super happy about it. They got right. out of here to, in a, I think, a CRV and an Accord. That's what they went with. The yeah, CRV and they and were really Accord. excited about it. So come down, ask about the deals. Uh, it's a great day to come down and check out a car here at Stockton 12 Honda. Uh, coming up on the other side, we're talking BYU here on the Saturday show, 97.5, of The Zone. And this. Welcome back to Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network. I'm Adrian Lizer with Jake Hatch. We're here at Stockton 12 Honda. Come see us. We've got shirts, beanies, uh, desk ornaments, everything for you. Uh, come down and check out some new yeah. and pre-owned Hondas, and uh, they'll get you squared away down here. Um, we're talking, we were talking Utah Jazz in the first segment. They've got a game tonight against the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Yep. Rare home back-to-back, Jake. Yeah, this doesn't happen all that often for the Jazz, so if you're looking to, for something to do on a Saturday night here in Utah, you got New Orleans coming in. Obviously, New Orleans team that we didn't expect uh, early on the season, obviously with Zion out, also former Jazzman Derek Favors not making the trip to Salt Lake due to what I believe Tony Jones and others have reported are back spasms. That's never a good thing you want to hear for a big man. But I think that New Orleans is still a feisty team. Alvin Gentry always has that team play hard, and it will be a tougher game for the Jazz tonight. A game that was not tough, though, Adrian, was BYU versus UMass. Yes, BYU, UMass, uh, the big win for the BYU Cougars. Let's not call it a big win. (laughs) That was not a big win. (laughs) um, Statistically, the big win. Yeah. Score-wise, big win, but uh, the game that maybe you saw, maybe you didn't, but BYU gets the 56-24 win over the mighty UMass Minutemen. The mighty UMass Minutemen. And uh, Zach Wilson, 17-20, mm-hmm. 293 yards, uh, four touchdowns. Joe Critchlow got in there a little bit. Uh, he went four of seven. Um, Jackson McChesney had 228 yards on yeah. the day. Had a long touchdown pass early or run in the uh, early in the game. A lot of guys got in to run the ball. Uh, Talon Shumway had a nice night, uh, four catches, 92 yards and a touchdown. Uh, so, you know, not really anything other out of the expected and uh, for BYU as they got the win today, Jake. Yeah, they, they just took care of business early and often. Zach Wilson only played the first half. He had those 293 yards and the four touchdowns. Joe Critchlow comes in the second half. Essentially, he's asked to be a game manager, hand the ball off, and he finishes the game four of seven for t- 15 yards passing in his own right. But Jackson McChesney, he was kind of the real guy that stood out to me. And let's clarify this. This is UMass we're talking about. This is one of the worst FBS programs I have seen in some time. They were playing out the string. It was their senior day, the final game of their season. So they, um, they're, you look at it, and BYU should have gone out and dominated this game like they did. They finished the day with 628 yards of offense. It's 11 yards short of what they put up against Utah State in their 42-14 uh, win up there in Logan earlier this season. It's actually the second time, Adrian, uh, not the first time since 2013 that BYU has had two games of over 600 offensive yards in the same season. So it's been a little while since the Cougars have seen this type of offensive success. But... This is a win that BYU is expected to go out and just absolutely dominate. They did. They rolled up 49 points in the first half. UMass scored all of their points in the second half against BYU's reserves. It was a solid win for the Cougars. Now you get ready for your real test to close out the season at San Diego State next week and then whoever they'll face in the Hawaii Bowl on Christmas Eve. Did you learn anything today? 
I learned that Jackson McChesney actually looks pretty good. And he's a return missionary, a kid from Lone Peak High School. This kid uh, coming out of high school had legit track speed. We're talking won the 100-meter dash in Utah three straight years in high school. Mm. He's got legit track speed. He's been working his way back from his um, from those mission legs, as people mm-hmm. like to call it, after going on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But to put up 228 yards in any college football game, that's not nothing. So it was good to see him get out there, run wild for BYU. But outside of that, I thought it was a good showing in the first half. BYU looked crisp. They looked um, on the same page. Zach Wilson, after a kind of lackluster showing against Idaho State a week ago, looked much better. And I think that's what you wanted to see out of this game is you wanted to see him get tuned up for the final two games of the year as they're going to face higher-level opponents over the next two games. Yeah, that San Diego State game is going to be interesting, I think. I, I expect BYU to win. I'm going to pick them to win um, and maybe handily. But, you know, that's a that's a G5, higher-level G5 school that yeah. BYU has struggled with this year and done very well against, Yep, uh, beating Utah State and Boise State, but, of course, losing to USF and Toledo. So it's kind of a game that – I, I believe Kalani and that staff's going to have their team's attention going into San Diego State. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's a decent football team. Yeah, I, they are, are a good team for the most part. We saw Utah State earlier this year go and beat San Diego State in San Diego. Rocky Long's team, very interesting this year. They seem to have been a, a more prolific passing team at points this year versus what his usual with San Diego State is just a, a hard-nosed running football team. Mm-hmm. This year, not so much. So it's a big opportunity for BYU to finish out the year on what could be a six-game win streak going into bowl season. They get those eight wins. I think everybody expected eight wins this year was a good season. Yeah. They've come in weird fashion. We all yes, know this. this is not the way I thought it might come. But. but to get to eight wins, I think, would be a solid win. But today you took care of business. You look, cr- you look crisp in that first half. They obviously were up big, so BYU was not going to force the issue, and they benched all of their starters yep. in the second half. They sat them all down. And I, I, here's the thing. I'm seeing BYU fans on Twitter complaining about BYU's reserves not being as good as UMass. Who cares? You won the game. Just be happy with a win. That's, that, no, fans are never happy. It drives me nuts sometimes, Adrian, honestly, because this is a game BYU expected to dominate. Are you going to – not, but BYU, Kalani Sitake in particular, he's not a guy who's going to run up the score just to run it up. That's just right. not his style. His team rolled up 49 points. They could have had 50 in the first half, had a field goal not doinked off the upright right at the end of, right at, right at the, end of the half. And Kalani said, you know what, okay, I'm calling off the dogs now. I'm going to sit my starters down. We're going to let the reserves get some extended action here, give them a chance to get into a, into a game and play because – a lot of the guys who played in the second half of this game are guys who have spent an entire year working on the scout team, getting beat up on by the starters. Yeah. So you want to reward them a little bit. But if you're going to complain about BYU only winning 56-24, to 24, I'm not sure you're ever going to be satisfied with that. <laughs> right, no, yeah, putting up 56 points and uh, complaining, I don't know. But, you know, fans are the way they are, and they, they get are. to be. So. Uh, also tonight, Jake, later on, Utah takes on Arizona. They head on the road. That's it. Um, down there in Tucson against the Wildcats. Uh, I think we're both expecting a big win. I think Utah needs to go out and make another statement win as far as national uh, rankings go. And I expect them to win big. This Arizona team is bad. Um, The Sumlin-Tate thing has not worked. Their defense is bad. You heard Greg – we all been talking about Greg Hansen's article. Not one starter would start on Utah's team. Not even a punter. Not even a punter. I tend to agree with him. Yeah. So this should be a chance for Utah to get another big win and kind of show 
at this point, you got to go out and you got to wax these teams to prove your worth. Well, and see, the interesting thing, the, the storyline on this game is interesting to me, is that the storylines between BYU and UMass and Utah and Arizona are similar. And I'm not saying they're completely, but these are two teams, speaking of UMass and Arizona, who are awful, awful on defense. They actually have some offensive things that they can do offensively, but defensively is where they absolutely struggle. Arizona has fired three of their defensive assistants, including the defensive coordinator so far this season. Just this week, Yona Wigalele, I believe is how you pronounce that correctly, their defensive line coach, was uh, shown the, given his walking papers, he's out. Arizona is awful on defense. Utah should be able to go out there and just absolutely roll to a victory here. I do wonder, Adrian, if they will press the issue to try and make a statement to the college football playoff committee by really running the score up. I don't know. I, I, I would. I, it's, 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 it doesn't a, really seem like Kyle's style. It's but, a fine balance to, yeah. to play with. Because I, I don't think they did that on purpose last week, and they ended up just winning by 40. Okay. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I guess yeah. UCLA, it didn't seem like it was – Whittingham was out there to run the score up. They no, just happened to win by a ton of points. Correct. So I think that's another thing they can do tonight. If your team is scoring with reserves, when you let's say Utah races out, let's say they're up thirty-five to three at halftime. Yeah. Let's say that, for example, and they go out in the second half. They play Tyler Huntley, maybe a couple series there, put up a couple more touchdowns. It's that forty-two, forty-five point margin. But at that point, yeah, you're probably going to see Kyle Whittingham call the dogs off. Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting, too. You bring up a point of Tyler Huntley. How, with this whole Huntley for Heisman thing, does he get pulled How early? How serious are they about right. does pushing he, that? Does yeah. he get pulled early in order to rest the guy, or do they keep him out there to try to score some more points? That's, that, see, now now you're in that so many different match. things. There's yeah. so many things to balance with this because yeah. you don't want to disrespect the opponent. We all get that. Right. These, are, these coaches, this coach's fraternity, it's smaller than most people think. Coaches know each other, and you don't want to go out and just absolutely show up mm-hmm. a, a, a compatriot of yours. Speaking of Kevin Sumlin, if you're Kyle Whittingham, Kalani Satake with Walt Bell earlier today. It's so tough to balance those two. So I would expect that Utah, they're going to go out in the first half in particular. It's kind of an unwritten rule. In the first half, if you can get up to a big lead, you can score as many points as you want in the first half of a college football game. There's An opposing coach will not take offense to that because they understand this is a football game and it's still early on in the game. In the second half, when it starts to get out of the hand, is where it gets a little more questionable. I expect Utah is going to hold a comfortable lead very early on in this game. I just wonder how much of a margin they're going to try and push for because you're right. You have to balance. Are we really going to push for Tyler Huntley and his Heisman campaign? Do we want to make a statement to the college football playoff committee? Mm -hmm. It's a manager of, okay, how do we do that while also not making it look like we're poor sports or we're showing another team up? Right. And also down the road, which is also it's fascinating that Oregon just happens to be yes. down the road taking on ASU, the other team in the Pac-12. That and that they game really should be final or close to final by the time this yeah. game kicks and off. B- both teams are looking to make statements in, in Arizona this week and looking to keep that one-loss record alive as they are yeah. on a collision course for that Pac-12 title game. Yeah, Arizona State is a better team than Arizona right now, so Oregon's going to have a little more. Jaden uh, Daniels playing today? I don't know. I haven't seen anything on that, but Arizona State just overall talent-wise yeah. is a better team than Arizona. So it will be interesting. It's cool, fi- kind of funny that we see these two teams. They lost four teams. in a row, though. Yes, but, yeah. but it's funny we see these two teams, both in the state of Arizona, speaking of Utah and, and Oregon, who are on a collision course for the Pac-12 title game. The biggest thing Utah has to take care of, or Kyle Whittingham has to take care of, is keeping his team focused, saying, guys, 
eyes on the prize. Because if you lose one of these two games remaining in the regular season, guess what? You're not going to the Pac-12 title game because nope. USC will jump right back in front of you. USC right now taking on UCLA in a rival game. Yep. Uh, UCLA just got a touchdown. They go up six to nothing. That was a great effort to score that touchdown. PAT pending, UCLA up right now on USC. And finally, uh, the last huge game in the state of Utah today has to do with Utah State as they take on uh, the number 20 Boise State Broncos. Uh, Utah State 5-1 in conference. Boise State 6-0 in conference. Separated only by Air Force, as Air Force got that victory over Utah State, and thus have the tiebreaker. Correct. Yeah. Uh, you're if you're an Aggie fan, you're like, dang, Air Force lose, get out of the way. But yeah. a big game tonight up in Logan, and it should be a fantastic Mountain West football game. I want to see what it will. First off, if Jordan Love is going to play, yeah. it's been it's been bottled up. There has been nothing coming out of Gary yeah. Anderson with regards to it. If they don't. It could be Hank versus Hank, but obviously Boise State has their own quarterback issues. They've ha- they've played three different, four different quarterbacks this year. Jalen Henderson got the start last week for the Broncos. This is a game. I'm actually very bullish on Utah State's chances if they can avoid hurting themselves in this game. We saw BYU take care of business against Boise State earlier this year, and if I'm Gary Anderson, I'd be calling Kalani Sitake and asking for any tips he has on Boise State because. This Boise State team is not invincible, but obviously very good considering they've won all their games but one. Yeah. That game in Provo. Yeah, what's fun about this is this is why conferences are fun Correct. and divisions yeah. are fun mm-hmm. because Boise State's 9-1 and one on the season. Utah State is 6-4 and four on the season, and this game matters more than anything. It does, yes. Because they still have that division title to be playing for, yeah. and it's not over. And so that's what's fun about these kind of division things. Utah State gets this win. All of a sudden, they're 6-1. and one. They've got a tiebreaker with Boise, but they're behind in the tiebreaker with Air Force. I don't even know who Air Force plays today, but uh, it would be actually pretty good to know that. Let's see. They play – they're playing New Mexico right now. Oh, they're going to they're gonna boat They're going to roll Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah. Then you're hoping – if you're Utah State, you're like Wyoming. You've got to go into Colorado Springs, and you've got to beat that team. Yeah, it, that would be th- – you're right. This is what – conference play can do for it. Is that Colorado Springs? It's in Colorado Springs, yeah. Yeah, this is what what conferences do for teams. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about BYU, should they get back into a conference? Well, I understand the pros and the cons regarding it. This part of it, though, like you said, Utah State had a rough start in the non-conference this year, had gotten beat up by LSU, BYU got them pretty good, but guess what? Yeah, Wake Forest, they lost a close one. Those have all been Good teams, by and large, for the most part, mm-hmm. that you lost to. But, like you said, they're 5-1 and one in conference, and they're chasing a conference championship despite... Despite a 6-4 and four record. Those, six yeah. of, that's, those three other losses you have there. That's the fun part, like you said, about a conference. It, it allows players to keep an eye on, okay, we have an opportunity here to do something cool regardless mm-hmm. of whatever else has happened to us so far yep. this season. So hopefully Jordan Love plays tonight. Hopefully you get a good football game up there in Logan. You'll, you will hear the call here mm-hmm. on 1280 The Zone. Scott Gerrard uh, will be on the call for that one. And yeah. uh, Speaking of Utah State, not to change the subject, but big win on the basketball side last night. Come back from 19 down 19 to beat down. LSU. Yes. Tony Parks in Jamaica calling uh, those games. So I'm Tony, sure we agree. hate you. Yeah, we all, we all kind of hate <laughs> Tony Parks. But uh, um, <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's, those pictures of him hanging out at the pool, everyone's like, oh, we hate you. But not, it's because we're all though. jealous. Yeah, no, it's true. We're all jealous. Hope he's having a good time there in Jamaica. All right, coming up on the other side, we have got technical fouls, and we'll tell you about what we're doing down here at Stockton 12 Honda. 
Following that, we'll let you hear from Joe Ingles as he was on with DJ and PK, and it's always a very good conversation. You talked a little refereeing, and uh, that should be, and we can get into that. Also, the NBA and the Players Association might be making changes to the schedule. We'll talk about that if you haven't heard about that. That's all coming up here on the Saturday Show, 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. If you're coming from the street with dirty shoes on your feet, that's a technical foul. If you switch the radio to some modern music show, that's a technical foul. If you touch the thermostat, you'll get hit with a bat. Cause that's a technical foul. You will feel my wrath. That's a technical foul. Personal file, 69, office. He was giving them the business. A technical foul. Welcome back to Saturday's show here. It's time for technical fouls where we go around the world of sports and we say uh, we, we hand out penalties if you've done something wrong or stupid or funny that uh, is, you know, against the rules. And that's why you get a technical foul. Uh, I'm going to start today with a technical foul on Nelson Aguilar of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, uh, we don't know if this is true, Jake, but it's always funny when a player gets caught uh, with a potential burner account. Yeah, that's always And great. it seems like Nelson Aguilar might be the next on that list. Well, we've seen it with Kevin Durant, yep. obviously, with his multiples and everything. I, and I, okay, on one hand, I understand why an athlete would do it because they probably have so much vitriol thrown at them on social media. But it's yes. also just these, these athletes get so caught up in, like, promoting their self-image almost, it mm-hmm. feels like. So on the other hand, I'm like, what are you guys doing? But uh, it seems like if this is true, it's yeah. uh, at EFAM33. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he uh, takes a bunch of shots at his quarterback, Carson mm-hmm. Wentz. Well, and and uh, yeah. he hasn't had the greatest season there in Philadelphia. No. But uh, yeah. it, it's kind of funny to watch this happen again and again in professional sports. And we've even seen, uh, of course, our state senator here, uh, Mitt Romney. Pierre, Pierre Delecto. Delecto. And I actually thought Romney handled it about as well as you can handle it for having a, a – f- a, a private Twitter account. He's like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. He just kind of just said, yeah, that's me. And like, I think that's the way to, if you're going to go out there, no, 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 guess what? If if you're caught, you're caught. It's yeah. a burner Twitter account, get rid of it, but it's still, it's, it's just not a good look overall. No. So uh, mine goes to Nelson Aguilar. If he indeed is taking shots as his quarterback, he has denied these, of course. Yeah. But um, he denied that it was him. So I don't know if you've seen this. Antonio Conte, Coaches uh, <laughs> European soccer over in Italy. We're going to go with this one, Jake. Well, I'm not going to necessarily go into it. He is <laughs> very outspoken on what he thinks his players should and should not do around the house. That's yes. the easiest way to put it. And if with you wanna, their significant others. With their significant others. It is like, and for him to like go out and say this like in the media, I'm sitting there like, yeah. what are you doing, bud? It's just. It <laughs> uh, he said, give, basically. Um, give minimal effort. Give minimal effort. Yes. yes. So. Just <laughs> crazy. Yeah. That's so funny to be. So if you want to read up more about this, he's Inter Milan's manager. Uh, he's just – it's so funny because he also says, like, I don't care what people have to say. I, I built myself into what I am. I can say what's like, okay, but still, really? This is what you're telling your players and you're telling the media you're so- telling your players this? Let's be real. Yep, definitely. All right, we're here at Stockton 12 Honda, Jake. 10860 South Automobile Drive. Really easy to find. We've got a couple of really nice Accords next to us, a white one, a black one. There's yep. a CRV over there, an HRV. I love those CRVs. I think they're a cool uh, little crossover. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on in. You can check out any of their giant selection of certified pre-owned Hondas. Um, you can buy any car at Stockton12Honda.com if you're one of those online shoppers, Jake. Yeah. That would be fun. Just hit add to cart. 
mm-hmm. on one of those. But a lot it, of people like to shop online. You can buy a car online now. Yep, you can. You can also get the Civic, uh, the 19 Civic for five dollars a day, the 19 Accord for six dollars a day, the 19 CRV for seven dollars a day. Also check out the all new Honda Passport with 280 horsepower, 3.5 liter engine. That's a V6 with a 5,000 max towing capacity. So come check out that Honda Passport as well. Coming up on the other side, we'll let you hear from Joe Ingles, who uh, was on with DJ and PK. That's all coming up next here on the Saturday Show.